you come to do but I come for God to speak into my spirit I don't need a good message I need God's direction I need God's direction I need God's wisdom you know the Lord has spoken many good things to me but just every now and then 
the word of the Lord will come to my heart. There's something different about it. There's something different in God just revealing something to you. And the word of the Lord speaking into your spirit. Sunday a week ago, the word of God came to me and spoke into my spirit. And at first, I said, yeah, God, I know that. I know that scripture. I can quote it. And then God spoke to me in almost a rebuke. And he caused me to stand still and come to attention and listen to what God was telling me. It's simple, but if we'll do it, God's going to turn things for His people. I believe that with all of my heart. If I didn't believe what I'm getting ready to take you into, in the Word, wouldn't preach it. But I've heard Sister Daniel say, and I honor this woman, I call her my pastor. I've heard her say, I know what God told me, and I'll stand on it. I know when God tells me something, and I'll stand on it. Hallelujah. But I want us to lift our hearts to God right now. And ask God to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. Most precious Heavenly Father, in the name of Thy Holy Child, Jesus, let a captivation of Your Spirit let a captivation of your spirit overshadow each and every heart in this place tonight. God, if there's ever been a day that we need eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand and put your word into action in our lives, it's today. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon our souls tonight. God, I feel a divineness of your presence. Lord, it's like yesterday you walked the aisles of our church in Alabama. God, I can feel that same nature. That's a I can feel the very old of my I feel your presence. And I thank you, Father, that you are so mindful of us and you love us so much. God, that you're speaking to us to direct our paths and help us in a time of trouble. You said you were a present help, Lord, in a time of trouble. And for us to come boldly unto you. God, tonight I'm coming to you. Lord, it doesn't do any good to preach your word if people don't have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to understand. Let the heart of your true sheep Hear what the Spirit speaketh. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated if you can. I'm going to go on into this word. I feel like God wants to talk to us tonight. I tell you, I really feel his nature in this place tonight. Can you feel him? I really I feel a, a great divineness of the Holy Ghost. I want you to open your Bibles with me and let's go to Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter. And I'm just going to preach as I feel led by the Spirit of God. I tell you, that last service in our youth rally, the Lord spoke to me so strong that morning. I didn't know what God was going to do in the service. And, but you know, the, the Spirit of God just took over and the young people just had such a great time in the Holy Ghost, two services there. I've never seen the Spirit of God come down on the youth like it came down those last two services. And I was up in our sound booth and I was watching because Brother Michael ministered Saturday night and I seen something fall on him and I looked at my wife and I said, I said, Brother Michael ain't never been there before. There was anointing on him. You could see it in his face. And I said, God's taking him into a place he ain't ever walked before. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants to do with all of us. God wants to take each and every one of us into a place. Amen. And I know the Lord spoke to me back in 96. And I went into a vision in Greenville, South Carolina. And I seen the waters of Jordan part. I seen the priest put the Ark of uh, Covenant on their shoulders. And when they stepped in Jordan, it parted. And the Lord spoke to me and said, he said, walk softly before me. He said, for you have never passed this way before. And I believe God's taken us a way we've never walked before. Amen. Then we're going to have to be walking salt before God and wait for the leadership of the Holy Ghost in everything that we do. Amen. In everything that we do, in every area of our lives, children of God, we're going to have to wait for that leadership of the Spirit of God. I believe that's the hour we're living in. I believe it's just that serious that we're going to need the leadership of the Spirit of God. I don't believe there's any casual decisions anymore when it comes to things that affect your life. You know, people sometimes they just make snap judgments on things, but I believe it's time to wait on the working and the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I'm going to read these scriptures, and I'm going to uh, bring them out to you the way the Lord spoke it to me, but I'm in Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, and I'm at the twelfth verse. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ear attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name shall be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Hallelujah. 
want you to go with me to, I think I'm going to go to the book of Ezekiel 12. I ministered on this Saturday night at the church, but I didn't get to bring out everything I wanted to bring out on it, and I don't know that I will tonight. But I greatly appreciate the movement of the Spirit of God. As I'm going to tell you, there's a working of the Holy Ghost if people are just stand still and let God work. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's a deep wooing of the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you, the Spirit of prayer hit both of our services. God just come down and took over. We couldn't do nothing but fall on our knees and pray in the last two services at the church. And God set an atmosphere for the way He wanted to minister. You know, if we can get out of religion and get out of trying to have church and just come into the house of God and get on our knees and go to prayer and let God begin to lead us into true worship. You know, the, the, Jesus told the lady at the well, he said, he said, the Father is seeking people to worship Him. Amen? And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And, and we've had a lot of good church services. We had a lot of good moves of the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you something. All of it has been what we've tried to get God to do, and we're still trying to get God to do things. We need to quit trying to get God to do things and, and realize God's in control. If we'll just give it to Him, He'll take off with this thing. Amen? He'll take off with this thing. But I'm in uh, Ezekiel 12, and I'm at verse 21. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel, saying the days are prolonged, and every vision faileth? Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease. There shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel. But say unto them, the days are at hand, and the effect of every vision. For there shall be no more any vain vision or flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged, for in your day, O rebellious house, will I say the word, and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, the house of Israel, they have the house of Israel say, the vision that he sees is for many days to come, and he prophesies of times that are afar off. Therefore say unto them that say the Lord God, thus saith the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged any more, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. I want to talk to you tonight. And this is what God spoke into my spirit. This is the way I want to title this, if we put a title on it. But I want to talk to you tonight on the power of it is written. I was getting ready for service last Sunday morning, or, or the 28th of June of our youth rally. And the word of the Lord spoke into my spirit. And I knew because I can tell when God speaks down in here. It's different than God just speaking something to me. I know when that word sinks into my spirit. This is what God told me. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves 
and pray. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. He said, then. Then will I hear from heaven. Will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. So what did I do? Oh yeah, God. I know that's the word. I know where it's at. I can quote it. I've heard it preached. You know how we do. Everybody's talking about it. Right now people are talking about this scripture. I was just casually meditating on it, you know. God hadn't really got my attention. I rocked on there for a few minutes and all of a sudden, man, I mean, it's like God just exploded in my spirit, just thundered down inside of me. Spoke deep inside of me and says, My people do not understand the power of it is written. Man, God brought me to attention. Something stood up in my soul. He said, Now is the time that if my people that are called by my name. He didn't say everybody everywhere. God said my people that are naming the name of Jesus. My people that are blood bought. My people that are spirit filled. My people that have taken on the spirit of adoption and have become members of the family of God. He said if my people which are called by my name. God ain't dependent on everybody. But I'm telling you, somebody is going to turn this thing around. Somebody is going to hear, hallelujah, what God is speaking. And God said, I am not a man that I should lie, neither the son of man that I should repent. Have I said it? Shall I not do it? Have I spoken? And shall I not make it good? Hallelujah. God said, but my people, he said, must. The first thing God said, humble yourselves. I don't know what it is about God's people. We don't want to pray. There's something, God, I, I don't know if it's spiritual pride. I don't know what it is. I don't think, I don't know if we think we got a monopoly on God. We got something nobody else has got, but it's hard for people. In this day and time, uh, to stand still and humble themselves. That word humble means bend the knee. It means to humiliate. It means to come under submission and under subjection. See, we hear words like God spoke to me. We know it. We just kind of nursery rhyme it out. Yeah, God, I know what it says. No, really, we don't know what it says till we get down the business. And I took this word and began to break it down. One portion at a time. He said, first, my people. He said, I ain't talking to anybody else but my people that are called by the name of Jesus. My people that have received the Holy Ghost, that are of the household of faith, that have received the spirit of adoption. I'm not some stray out there somewhere. I'm a child of the living God. I've been adopted into the household of faith. I'm an heir to God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And he said, this is the people that I'm talking to that need to Hear what I'm saying. He said, humble yourselves. Humble yourself. 
What is it so hard about us that we think that we got God boxed up in a little corner somewhere? That we can't humble ourselves and come before God with a sincere heart. He said, humble yourselves and seek my face. Humble yourselves and seek my face. And as I began to preach this, I felt that same spirit like I had. That people really who didn't take God serious and God spoke to me. He said, when have people ever taken this word seriously and started doing what this word says? We'll preach about it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll philosophize over it. But nobody has ever just stood flat-footed and said, all right, this is what God said. And God said, don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer. Said for the man that heareth the word and doeth it not, deceiveth his own self. People are deceiving themselves. If you don't think our nation is in trouble, if you don't think all hell and chaos has been turned loose on this nation, if you don't think God is not angry with sin, and he is dealing with perversion and evil, and the sad part about it is, God's people are caught up in the hand of judgment, and it's time to let God speak in our spirit and hear. He said, hear, hear. The word of the Lord came to me and said, my people, my people, those that I have called and chosen, if they will humble themselves and seek my face. Hallelujah. Humble yourself. Would you tell us humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? And God will raise you up. If you'll humble yourself, God will exalt you in due season. Man, we got here, we think we got something nobody else has got. We strutting around here like many roosters. And we can't see our nation going to hell in a handbasket. Y'all can't see our nation going to hell in a handbasket. You can't see this thing. I don't care what your leaders are telling you. This thing ain't getting better. It's getting worse by the day. This thing is getting worse by the day. And God said, if my people that have called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. But he didn't stop there. I said he didn't stop there. He said there's wicked ways that my people have picked up. There's ungodly ways. There's unholy ways that have crept into the hearts and lives of God's true chosen. There is ungodliness and wicked ways that have crept into the lives of true believers. And God said turn, 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 turn from your wicked ways. That means get off the path you're on. Y'all say what you want to. God told me in India in 2007, when I got back home, He said, don't you say anything before your eyes. It does not edify and glorify me. He said, don't you say anything. You know, our flesh is wicked. Our flesh is ungodly. We got these little things we call no harm sins. We got these little things that we do that we don't think there's any harm in. 
But anything that takes your prayer time, takes your relationship time, takes your study time, takes your attention away from God, anything that's got enough control on you to cause you not to pray and humble yourselves and study your word, it's got power over you. It's got power over you. It's got you bound in your flesh. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't a big TV watcher, but there's one or two things. But it went off. It went off and I started going to prayer. Me and my wife started going to prayer. Are you listening to me? About the only time the TV comes on in our house is after we pray of a morning, we'll watch the news. Before we go to bed at night, we'll watch a little bit of the news. Other than that, ain't no TV on in our house. You know why? If it's on, your flesh is going to watch it. Your flesh is going to feed off of it. I got even the news sometimes. It's such a vexation and an anger. You see the unkindness and the unholiness. What has happened to God's people? Where are the true children of God? Where are those that are willing to humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn? Get off of that path. Get your feet off that path. God's people are on a path of self-destruction. And we're fussing at God because God ain't moving. We'll talk about it. Talk about the trouble we're in. Talk about the chaos going on. But we won't pray. We'll not sincerely hit our knees and start petitioning God to turn this thing. We'll not sincerely hit our knees. God said, my word that I have spoken. He said, if my people will act on it, he said, it cannot be reversed. He said, it cannot be altered. He said, and it cannot be annulled. That's what God told me, Sister Daniels. He said that word right there in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. He said, if my people will do what I'm telling them, he said that word can't be altered. That word cannot be reversed. And he said that word cannot be annulled. He said, if my people will begin to act on this word, he said, I will begin to hear from heaven. He said, I will. But you know what God said He wanted? He said, somebody got to start repenting of their wicked ways. Somebody got to start repenting of the evil. He didn't say, you sinners out there. He said, my people, get the wickedness. My people, get the wickedness out of your lives, out of your homes, out of your hearts. Get your feet back on the old paths. My God return under the old paths. What did he say? Was it Jeremiah? He said, stand ye in the way and ask for the old path wherein dwelleth a good way. Stand in the way and see and ask. It's time to start asking for the old paths. Can't tell me people don't miss prayer. Can't tell me people don't miss relationship with God. If you ever had it, you miss it. If you ever had it, you miss it. And I'm going to tell you something. Your flesh will fight you tooth and toenail to keep you from getting in a relationship with God. It will fight you. It will fight you. You start preaching like I'm preaching and people's flesh got control of them. The first thing they do is get mad at you. They get upset with you. Well, what am I doing that's so wrong? Well, what are you doing that's so right? 
I said, what are you doing that's so right? You are supposed to be a child of God. He said, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And what do we do? We set up in our homes and we feed our carnal man on violence, lust of the flesh, sexual things, adultery, fornication, lying, cheating, stealing, ungodliness. We feed our passions. We'll sit and watch shows about food and different things. No temperance in God's people whatsoever. I'm telling you this is a time that if we will humble ourselves and seek His face, hallelujah, and fall on our knees and say, God, forgive my sins. Forgive my wickedness. Forgive my slackness. Forgive my lukewarmness. Forgive me, O God, for being rebellious to Your Word. He said, then will I hear from heaven. Not before. Not before. See, we want God to hear. Because things are a little uncomfortable on us. I'm going to tell you something. Things get more uncomfortable. Lord told me about a month ago. I don't know how many people heard me say it. God told me, he said he had blessed us with cool weather. He had blessed us with rains. Said, but people don't go back to prayer. He said, I'm fixing to shut up heaven. And I'm fixing to make it hot. But the last three weeks, ain't been no rain up in Alabama. It'd been hot. It'd been hot. Man, we got in prayer and started seeking God. We pushed our plates back and started fasting. Y'all see what God has done? He's opened the heavens to rain. But I'm going to tell you, most people's gardens, right in the time they should have been making, a lot of people's gardens burn up. Because God, we stayed His hand. God ain't going to bless rebelliousness. He ain't going to bless sin. He ain't going to bless iniquity. He ain't going to bless unholiness. God has not called us, children of God, unto anything but true holiness. God has called us to turn back to the old landmark. We have picked the old landmark up and we moved it over to suit ourselves. God set a straight and narrow way before us and we've made it a broad way. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. As straight is the gate and narrow is the way that's going to lead you into the kingdom, into relationship with God and few there be that's going to find it. Few's going to be. Just a few. Oh, we're, we're fussing. We're praying of a sort. Maybe I need to take this back to Alabama. I don't know if Pooler's ready for this or not. I'm going to tell you, when I hit my platform, Saturday night, people saw a difference in me. My wife tried to tell him, said, said, I've been around this for years. Said, y'all ain't never been around him. He comes off his long fast. Says, like a spirit of God takes hold of him, something gets a hold of him. And said, that word just drives. Said, y'all ain't never been around that. Said, y'all, y'all better get ready. He, she said, something fixing to come out. And when I come out on that platform Saturday night, something just, this word right here had consumed me for a solid week. I didn't have nowhere to let it out. But see what 
God began to show me? He said, when I send my word, when I send my word, especially when it is written, my God, ain't nothing can change it, ain't nothing can reverse it, ain't nothing can alter it, ain't nothing can annul it. And God said, if I can get my people's attention, not just to say, well, Brother Better preached a good message. And yeah, I believe that's right. But if God can get us on our knees, if God can get us to humble ourselves, if God can get our hearts broken before Him, He said, my face is toward Him that is of a broken and a contrite spirit. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. Do you not see the trouble our nation's in? Do you not see the path of destruction that our leaders are taking us down? Do you not see the preachers in 99% of the churches have caused God's people to err? That we are in an economic spiral decline? Downturn is going to destroy the United States of America? Then my God, what else does it take to get you to pray? What else does it take? What's God going to have to do? Put us in soup lines? Say it can't happen, can't happen. It's on its way. If somebody don't turn the hand of God, it's on its way. You hear me? What do I stand on? David said, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous seed forsaken or God's seed begging bread. I'll stand on that. You can sit still and mumble and complain. You can sit still and say, Brother Metter's off track. You can sit still and say, This ain't going to wash with me. You can do whatever you want to do. But you know what I started doing? Getting on my knees and praying, God, have mercy on me. I started getting on my knees and screaming. I said, God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on Fort Payne Church. And I said, And the people at Fort Payne Church will tell you a month ago, I prayed for them and screamed out, Go back to prayer and fasting. Go back to prayer and fasting. Go back to the old past. Go back to seeking the face of God. Before we came to the minister's meeting, I screamed out, Return to fasting and prayer. I prayed for the whole church. I said, If y'all will get down to business and pray, a spirit of prayer and fasting will get on you. You'll begin to petition God. You'll begin to seek the face of God. Instead, a lot of the people just let up on their prayer life all together. Just blowed my mind. I mean, if it hadn't been for a few fasting praying people, we'd have lost that visitation at Youth Rally. Because about half my young people just sat down on me. Man, I was aggravated. My spirit man was vexed. And I've seen this as this old, don't care, unconcerned spirit get a hold of over half the people in the church. And they just sat back. Well, God said a visitation's coming. We're just going to sit back and wait on it. If it hadn't been for a handful fighting and fasting and praying and seeking the face of God, God wouldn't have done what He done in Fort Payne, Alabama. But God spoke and said, my servant has moved me. And I'm bringing this visitation. Are you hearing me? And God visited. This ain't a given. You hear me? What I'm preaching tonight is not a given. Because God said, if my people. 
He said, if my people will, will humble themselves and pray. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If they will seek my face. If they will turn from their wicked ways. He said, then and only then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. God ain't going to bless over sin. He ain't going to bless over evil. He ain't going to bless over the stubbornness of your rebellious flesh. God ain't going to do it. God will strip you to nothing. God will take every dime you got and put you on the street. You say God won't do it. He done it to His chosen. He'll do it to us. He'll do it to us. Hallelujah. You can stand there and say, I believe God all you want to. But I'm going to tell you something. Believing and acting is two different things. If you believe it, you'll act on it. If you believe this word, you'll act on it. It'll get a hold of your heart. That's why I prayed like I prayed. There's something got a hold of some people in Fort Payne the last two days. There's something got a hold of a couple of hearts. And I said, God, that's all I need. Just give me a couple of people to start going to prayer with me. Start seeking your face. Just give me a handful. I don't have to have a whole church full. My wife said, you know the only thing that's bothered me about that scripture? And we've all heard it for years. He said, if my people... She said, I thought it had to be uh, the whole body of Christ everywhere. I, I said, it's got to start somewhere. I, I said, it's got to start with somebody. Uh, and I said, it starts right here. Uh, because God's spoken to us. Uh, I will not let down on this. Uh, everywhere I go, I'm going to preach this word. Uh, I'm going to preach my soul out. Uh, because I know God said, uh, my people do not understand. Uh, it is written. Uh, it is written. Uh, it is written. If you will do it, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin. And I will send a healing into your land and turn things for the righteous sake for just a small time. Just a small time. Hallelujah. But what do people say? Oh, well, that's for a time of far off. That vision is for another day. I'm going to tell you something. That vision's for right now. Right now. But people have been prophesied to smooth things. People have been led in the spirit of error. People can't see the seriousness of the times. God took me out in the spirit the other night. Sister Daniels took me all the way back to John F. Kennedy. And he said, a spirit of charisma started with that man. Started with the preachers in that day. And he said, it's run all the way through to what we've got in the White House. And look at the preachers we've got today. He said, there's a charisma on them. The political leaders can sway people. The spiritual leaders can sway people. And God said, this is a forerunner of the Antichrist spirit. It's like something got on people in this election. They didn't know what they was voting for. While they were voting, something just got a hold of them. It's like they had no willpower. What was it? I believe it was God's hand. But God said, this 
kind of spirit gets hold of people, it can make them make wrong decisions naturally, wrong decisions spiritually, and somebody got to stand in the gap. Somebody got to cry loud. Somebody got to scream out. It's time for God's people. He said, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show Israel her transgressions and Jacob her sins. We have sinned and come short of the glory of God and even the great visitations that God is now sending still is not moving some of us to prayer. It's not moving some of us. And we'll get out and pray and we'll say, God, I, I, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Lord, I need you to move. God, I don't understand why you ain't doing something. I'll tell you why God ain't doing something. You ain't doing something. We want God to move and get us out of our inconvenience. And God's not going to do it until there's a true humbling, until there's a true seek in the face of God. And we start lifting our hearts up and saying, God, I've sinned. I've let things get in my heart. I've let things get in my life. I've let a spirit of gluttony and eating get a hold of me. I have not been fasting. I have not paid attention to your word when you screamed out through your son and said, Beware of your surfeiting. Beware of your drunkenness. Beware of the cares of life. People just caught up in cares of life. People have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars to go do what flesh wants. First thing that comes up, you just stop and think about what keeps you out of the house of God. Think about the last service you missed. Was it something you had to do for God? Or was it something your flesh kicked up over? Nine times out of ten, your flesh kicks up to keep you out of the house of God. Your old flesh will jump up and tell you, well, I've worked hard all day. I don't feel like going to church tonight. Your old flesh will jump up and say, well, you've been attending God's house pretty faithful. Why don't you just take a rest tonight? Why don't you just sit back and relax? Next thing you know, your carnal man is going to have have your attention. I'm going to be talking to you. And the enemy's going to start slipping in. We need to get on our knees and say, God, forgive my wickedness. Forgive my slackness. Forgive my lack of dedication. God, I need you to turn this thing. I need help. I don't know about y'all, but I need God to help me. I need God to help me tonight. I need God to turn things in my favor. Hallelujah. Joel, the second chapter. Been a long time since I've sweated through preaching in an air-conditioned building. I can tell you, I'm soaked. That's all right. Hallelujah. My wife said, I ain't never seen you. Said, man, you preaching like you used to preach under the tents in the 80s and 90s. I said, I told y'all the first of June, I got my groove back. Hallelujah. I'm back in touch with God. I'm back in relationship. Not as deep as I want to be, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. 
I'm getting there. Something's got a hold of my soul. Sister Cecile, I'm telling you something. Get a hold of Brother Jimmy. He ain't going to be able to do this. He can't keep doing this. Something's going to get a hold of him. He's fixing to throw his hands up and say, God, I've had enough. This thing's in your hand. He's going back to prayer and fasting. That's thus saith the Lord. That's thus saith the Lord. I command the Word of God right now that's in his bones to be set on fire. Like Jeremiah said, it's going to be as like fire shut up in my bones. I can't help but preach. I can't help but prophesy. There's something in my bones. I can't help but speak the Word of the Lord. Love me, like me, hate me, dislike me. Don't care for me. I don't care. This is God's Word to His people at this time. This is God's Word to His people at this time. He said, My people that are called by my name, you must humble yourselves. Hallelujah. Joel, the second chapter. Somebody go with me. Sorry, I had to fill my tank up. It's getting empty. Hallelujah. Joel 2 and 11. The Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For he is strong that executeth his word. Can y'all feel the strength in this? Y'all feel the strength in this tonight? He is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? I'm going to tell you something. Y'all ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Hallelujah. I called Pastor Daniels the other day. The Lord visited me twice. I think Tuesday or Wednesday night took me out in a visitation. I was in, a, I was asleep, but he took me out in the spirit. And I saw a lady come in our church up there in little old Fort Payne, Alabama. She was clothed in, and she was of foreign descent. And, and, you know, she was wrapped up and I noticed her hands was hid. And, and I didn't feel right about her and I walked up to her and tried to talk to her. And while I was trying to talk to her, she kept cutting her eyes away from me and cutting her eyes away from me. She started backing away from me. And finally something stood up and I said, Ma'am, let me see your hands. I said, let me see your hands. And she wouldn't pull her hands out. And finally, I just reached and grabbed her like this and yanked her arm up. When I did, she had a hand grenade in her hand trying to get the pen out of it and blow it up in the house of God. Do you hear me? She was going to die. She was going to kill herself and take believers with her. The scene of the visitation changed. And I seen a man walk in with a backpack on, had a little five or six-year-old boy with him. Walked in smiling and talking to me. I got that same feeling about him and I started talking to him when I did he got nervous and he started backing up I said wait a minute and he turned and run somebody tackled him he had on a suicide pact of bombs he was waiting for church to start thought he'd come in God said persecution is coming to America he said America the capital of Christianity is fixing to be attacked you ain't ready for the day of the Lord we ain't ready for persecution we ain't ready for what's fixing the step in our midst. It's time to seek God. It's time to seek the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. For the day, the great day of the Lord is at hand. And we're still caught in religion playing church. Still caught up in things. 
trying to have church. Instead of humbling ourselves before God and letting the Spirit of God come down in us. You know what God's done at our church? The lady that played our piano moved. We don't have any musicians. So we come in the house of God now. We just about got to wait on God. And I said, God, first I was a little upset about it. And I said, God, no. I think you're trying to show us something. I think you're trying to teach us something. We know, and music's good. It has its place. And it, will, it can be by the Holy Ghost. It can lead people into worship. But I'm going to tell you something. Waiting on God, being led by the Spirit of God, letting the Spirit of prayer and worship fall where your hearts begin to magnify, Lord, can do just as good as music. I said it can do just as good as music. Sometimes I think music just excites the flesh. But I'm going to tell you something. A true spirit of worship will get your soul crying out to God. We need more than lip service. We need more than mouth service. God said this is a generation that loves me with their mouth. But their hearts is far from me. Their hearts is far from me. God don't want your lip service. God does not want your lip service. Joel 2 and 12. I'm going on. Therefore also now say, the Lord uh, turn ye even to me with all of your hearts uh, and with fasting uh, and with weeping uh, and with mourning uh, and rend your hearts and not your garments uh, and turn unto the Lord your God uh, for he is gracious and merciful uh, slow to anger of great kindness uh, and repenteth him of the evil uh, who knoweth uh, if he will return and repent uh, and leave a blessing uh, we don't know uh, Till we hit our knees. We don't know. Till we petition God. We don't know. Till we cry out for our sins. For God to forgive us. If He will turn and repent. But I'm going to tell you what God showed me. You take it or leave it. Believe it or don't. God told me he had sent this economic thing to America to tear her apart. And I saw it like a whirlwind. The economics just spiraling down, 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 down. Your government leaders keep telling you everything's going to be all right. They're lying to you. Did you know they put, a, they put a censorship on the press on this flu pandemic? Did you know they put a censorship on it? They would not let the press report about it anymore. And one of the uh, news channels slipped it in the other day. 34,000 people in America have been affected with this thing. Last time we heard anything, it was a little over 1,000. 34,000 have been affected, and I think they said over 1,000 have died in America alone. You don't hear nothing about it. They shut it up to keep a panic off of it. They have shut things up. They don't want people to know. And God told me there was a spirit of charisma on our spiritual and political leaders that was leading us in the wrong direction. But I seen God's people begin to pray. I seen this word begin to get a hold of handfuls here and there and they begin to cry out to the Lord. And I seen that economic whirlwind going like this. And I seen God reach His hand out and take hold of it. And it slowed and slowed and slowed till it come to a stop. And God said, if my people will hear my word... He said, I will bring this thing to a pause for a season to get my people out of debt and get them prepared. 
He said, for what's fixing to happen on the face of the earth, he said, only for a short season. He said, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and will uh, will turn from their wicked ways. See, you just ain't going to repent and say, well, God, I'm in a mess. No, you're going to turn. You're going to change the way you live. You're going to change the way you serve God. You're going to change what goes on in your living room, in your bedroom at night. You're going to change what kind of atmosphere is in your home. We want God back in our churches. We got to get him back in our homes. We want God back in our churches. We got to get him back in our homes. If you can't control your television, you better take it and sell it and bring the money as a missionary offering to God. You better get this ungodly mess out of your house. You better get rid of your music. You better get rid of the things that gets in your spirit that causes you to rebel against the straight word. God told me back in February, everything in society, he said the music, what's set before your eyes, he said is to get people's minds off of God. We stopped on the way down here to eat today and all they had was worldly music. I got so vexed in my spirit just playing that stuff, trying to get in your spirit. We need God before our eyes. We need God in our ears, God in our mouths. We need God set before us. The man whose mind is stayed upon the Lord, the Lord will keep him in perfect peace because that man fears God. We don't cultivate God. You hear me? I got a little tickled yesterday. Brother Billy invited us over to his house, and I guess as long as I've known him, I probably ain't sit down and eat a, a meal with him. It is only been like one. But they'd invited us over Saturday, and we eat with them, and then I had to leave. Something come up. But they invited us to come back over last night because we was fixing to leave and come on into Georgia so we could be down here tonight. And we had to go to the hospital and pray for somebody, and I come back in. There was my boy who just got saved back in April. I'm going to tell you something. God's working in that boy. He told me last night I laid hands on him. The Lord spoke to him, and he just fell face first, just right out on the right out on the carpet. He told me after church last night, we got home, he said, Daddy, he said, I've been weak in the knees. He said, I felt like I couldn't stand up. He said, and you laid hands on me this time? He said, God took me out. <laughs> he said, God took me out. He said, I ain't never had God take me out. He said, I don't know what you hit me with. He said, but it was something strong. I said, yeah, that, that anointing tends to get a little strong on me sometimes. He said, man, I'll say, because it took me out. And he did. He just laid there and bawled. But I walked in yesterday, and four or five of them kids were sitting on Brother Billy's couch, and they had the TV on. I walked over, and I looked at my son, a couple of them. I said, I don't believe y'all. Of course, I was really just messing with them, because you know, you know how kids are, but they needed to. No, they don't need to be putting that stuff in their spirits. Alec was there. And I said, I can't believe I just got y'all out of such a great service. And y'all done backslid sitting up in front of the TV. I just walked on in the kitchen, sat down. About four or five minutes, my son come out there and sat beside me. And Brother Michael's daughter, Whitney, that's his son, Alex, there. I think he got up and might have went outside. I don't know if he come in the kitchen or not. Directly, somebody looked in there, and with nobody in the living room, the TV's still going. Sister Patty just walked in there and turned it off. And Brother Michael's wife, Sister Patty, she just started laughing and said, Boy, 
said, man, you walked in and said that. I said, do you see them scatter? I said, they need to learn to start conditioning themselves. Because everything they put in their spirit has to be overcome. Has to be prayed out, pressed out, pushed out. For the things of God to get in there. You can't train a child too young. You got to say, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it myself. That's because you're carnal minded. You don't see how these things war against the things of God. But God said here in Joel, He said, I don't want you lip service. I don't want you just, you, you know, in, in Bible days, they got upset they'd rend their garments as a sign of mourning and upsetness. He said, I don't want your garments rent. He said, I want your hearts rent. I want your hearts rent. I want your hearts broken. I want your hearts broken. And you can say what you want to. I saw God reach his hand out and slow this thing till it come to a pause for his people to get ready. For his people one more time. God said, one more time, I'm going to give my people the opportunity to get out of debt. Like God's told us for years. To get themselves situated. He said, for what's coming on the face of the earth. And when God pulls his hand back this time, I don't believe there's no stopping it. I don't believe there's no stopping it. But I will stand on what God showed me. Because I'm going to tell you something, people ain't ready. People are not ready. They're not ready naturally. They're not ready spiritually. And I believe that if we will hit our faces, hit our knees, begin to push our plates back, that God will do this for us. And I believe there will be a wisdom given to the praying, those that are seeking God's face, that God will give us the wisdom to get out of debt and to do things right and upright before Him. And when the true sheep of God are ready, then I can see God moving His hand and turning this thing loose. Because I'm going to tell you something, children. Only God's hand is going to stop this thing. Ain't nothing else going to stop it. Your leader's lying to you. They tell you this thing's going to turn around. They lying to you. You hear me? They are lying to you. Preachers are not preparing people for fasting and prayer. They are telling people to live life to their fullest. These preachers do not see what's coming on the face of the earth. And what did God say? He said when they cry peace and safety. Sudden destruction. When they cry peace and safety. Sudden destruction. Do you realize you could get out of bed in the morning? You could go home tonight and turn your news on. And any of those idiots over there, and I call them that loosely, that are those leaders of those third world countries over there that have gotten nuclear weapons, any of them could have pushed a button and took 50 or 100,000 people off the face of the earth at any time. At any time, they can fire a missile to hit Hawaii, hit any of our allies. They can fire a missile and hit Israel. And I don't know how many of y'all was around me back in 96. And I think I was at Twin City, Sister Daniels. And I seen a nuke, like a nuclear explosion over Israel. And I said, as a sign, I said, there's fixing to be several other nuclear explosions. And at that time, about three or four weeks later, Pakistan set off nuclear tests, one right after the other, in the mid-90s. In the mid-90s and confirmed that word. Let me tell you something. We need God's hand. We need God's hand. Said, you trying to scare us? No, I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to wake you up. I know when God talks to me. Oh, Brother Metter, we don't need to hear this. Preach faith to us. No, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. This is thus saith the Lord. The word of the Lord come to my heart. The word of the Lord come to my heart. Hallelujah. 
And I'm going back to Isaiah 55. I think I've got it marked. I was looking for the scripture. Somebody might know where it is. I didn't have my little Bible concordance with me, but the Lord put that scripture in my heart before I walked out here and I tried to find it that I will give you a word to speak to the weary. And I, yeah, I think it's either in Isaiah or Jeremiah. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but I'll find it tonight. But anyway, I'm going back to Isaiah 55 and verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. If we will hearken to God's voice. You hear me? Now I just say, boy, Brother Metter preached a good word. I believe that was Isaiah 55 and what, 11? Not just say, well, that was good. That stirred me up. No, we need to let it get a hold of our hearts. We need to let it get a hold of our hearts. I didn't put this in my spirit. But God spoke to me years ago when I was still on the evangelistic field. He said, I've set you a watchman over my people Israel. And I know he's talking about spiritual Israel, not natural Israel. He said, but when you see my word, he said, you, you warn people. You warn people. And two years ago, going to the first service of the ministry meeting, says, Daniels, you'll remember this. I was going out that back road coming out of Swainsboro right there. And I looked over to my left, and in an open vision, I saw a staircase come down out of heaven. And I seen a man walking down those stairs. And the voice of the Lord spoke to me and said, The watcher has come down. It's Bible. It's Bible. He said, the watcher has come down. I believe the watcher's gone back up and reported to the Lord all the evil. And something else God spoke to me. He said, you don't believe there's darkness, spiritual darkness on America? He said, look how the world has mourned and gone after this perverted entertainer that just died. He said, look how they've lauded him. Look how they've lifted him up. Look how they've worshipped him. And the man was perverted. He was unclean. He was ungodly. That shows you what kind of darkness has taken our nation over. When society has gone in, you got, I got so sick of trying to get, get something on the news, you still can't get anything on the news. Everything is praising this guy, talking about his accomplishments and his achievements. I said, i tell you one thing, if that man had one breath left, he would scream out, hell is real. And I'm here. You better turn. He'd scream out, let people know, hell's real. Because I'm going to tell you something. Ain't nothing that perverted and unclean going to make it. Not what I'm pressing for. Ain't going to make it. You hear me? They can preach him into heaven. They can sing him into heaven. They can wrap him into heaven. I know where his soul is. You hear me? But see, the darkness that's on people, the spiritual darkness that's on people, shows you what's happening in our nation, the moral decay. The moral decline that's taking this generation over. Listen to what I'm telling you tonight, church. You may not like me. You may not like my mannerisms. You may think I'm too straightforward and too hard. But listen to the word. The word's right. The word's online. And what I want to know, when have God's people anywhere, I can't think of a time 
But when have God's people anywhere ever taken this scripture and said, God, we're going to do this. We're going to fight for this. We're going to hit these altars. We're going to press. We're going to pray. When has pastors ever said, I'm bringing my body together. I'm bringing the body of believers together. This is a word from God. We're going to fast and in prayer. We're going to bombard the heavens. We're going to clean our lives up. Somebody got to start somewhere. Somebody got to start somewhere to get God's attention. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's just going to sit right there in the heavens. This thing just going to keep spiraling downward. To somebody does what he says. To somebody does what he says. To somebody humbles themselves, seeks his face, turns from their wicked ways, gets things right before him. He said, then. Not before. He said, then. I will hear from heaven. Then and only then. You can pray. You can humble yourself. You can seek his face. If you don't turn from your wicked ways, he's just going to keep on going. And I'm going to tell you something. This nation can't take much more of job loss, unemployment, and the things that's happening. It can't take much more. Everybody says, well, when that happens, the government will take care of us. Let me tell you something. Somebody got to pay the government for the government to take care of you. Y'all realize how many billions of dollars in income the government has lost just in the last six months? Y'all realize? And they're trying to tax what's left. And I'm going to tell you something. You can't tax what people ain't got to give. And people ain't got it to give. Oh, there's people out there with money, but I'm talking about the, the common man. He can't do nothing else. He can't do nothing else. And this is what the Lord told me. You take it or leave it. The Lord told me this about a year ago when I told the people at the church when I seen this stuff start. God said, I'm calling to America into accountability. He said, people that have robbed me in tithes and offerings. He said, if they do not turn to me now and start honoring me in their tithes and offerings and serving me, he said, I'm going to strip everything they got out of their hands. Everything they've worked for all their life, God said, I'm going to take it away from them. He said, because they've robbed me. He said, I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. God's word said in Malachi, he said, this whole nation had robbed me, even tithes and offerings. And he said, you're cursed with a curse. That's God's word. He said, you're cursed with a curse. You're cursed with a curse. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Lord's saying tonight. Don't come tell me I preached a good message. Don't come tell me that was good. If it's good, you get it in your heart, you do something with it. Amen. You do something with it. That's the reason I wanted to pray before I preach this word. See, this ain't just a guy. I preach some good words. But this is the word of the Lord to God's people at this time. God's been trying to condition us for a month to two months to get back into fasting and prayer. Because I'm going to tell you something. A carnal heart don't want to hear this. Carnal mind don't want to hear this. Carnal mind plants his feet against this and bows up at this. Well, I thought I was serving God. I thought I was doing good. Did nobody say you wasn't? But desperate times call for desperate measures. Amen. 
And I wrote this and put it online. I don't know how many of you got a chance to read it, but I put this online when God spoke it to me. So people can read this. Because I don't get a chance to reach everybody. But I'd encourage every pastor, I'd encourage every one of you, if you can get people together to pray, let's start petitioning the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you something. We don't need to go to the first of the year. We need God's hand to move now. We need to start getting God's attention. How many of y'all know? We need, we need to start getting God's attention. I'm trying to get God's attention. I'm doing my best to do what God told me to do. Amen. And Brother Michael and Brother Billy will tell you, I preached this at the church Saturday night. I got on it some yesterday. But people need to hear. And I could tell what, what little bit I got on it yesterday. It didn't faze my people. Because they weren't there Saturday night when I preached the full thing. And God can't hold the word of the Lord for until you get ready to come to church. The word of the Lord gets in a minister spirit. It's got to be put out when God wants it put out. But I'm going to tell you, the ones that was there Saturday night, they got it. They got a hold of it. And if I can get just that 15 or 20 that was there Saturday night to get in prayer with me, begin to fast and petition the Lord, and we can, we can hit them altars and cleanse our hands and get our hearts right before God. God God's going to move for Fort Payne, Alabama. You hear me? God's going to move for Fort Payne, Alabama. I pray you hear God. I pray you hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Would you bow your heads and let's go to prayer. Father, I have done what you have bid me to do. I have spoken this word. God, now it's up to the people. And it is up to the wooing and the working of your spirit, Father. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. God, that's why I petitioned you. First, have eyes to see. Used to hear in a heart to understand. God, take the scales off our eyes. Let your people see, Master, what's laying before us. God, let us see what your hand will do if we'll hearken to your voice and hear your word. God, when you spoke that into my spirit so strong, said, my people do not understand the power of it is written. He said, this word is written. It can't be altered. It can't be reversed. And it can't be annulled. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And you are not a man that you should lie. Neither the son of man. That you should repent. I believe if you've said it. You'll do it. I believe if you've spoken it. You'll make it good. And Father I refuse to stagger. At the promise of God. Through unbelief. But I believe what you have promised. That you are able also to perform. For you told me. There would be a performance of your word if your people would hear your voice. I believe you, God. I believe you, Jesus. And I'm asking you, Father, to let this word find good ground. 
Let it find good ground. Let it prick every heart, touch every soul. In Jesus' name. I ask it to be so, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands to Him? Would you lift your hands to Him?